Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up, the podcast where two guys who would eat Taco Bell for every meal but are too afraid of the repercussions both mentally and physically talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I am Felix Gordita Crunch Schlater. I am Jordan Brown Pants Stratton. <laughs> I don't know why I said Gordita Crunch because I don't get Gordita Crunches. I like that you know specifically <laughs> what you do and don't get, though. Let let me talk briefly about Tell Taco Bell. Tell me a story. Paint me a picture. This is the conversation that Jordan and myself have after recording the podcast. For those of you who don't know, we record the podcast well into the evenings because my family goes to bed. I've got two kids. My wife goes to sleep. And then we meet up in the wee hours of the night. And when we're done, it's the only thing that's open afterwards is Taco Bell. Well, it's fast food in general. Some fast food places. <laughs> I guess Wendy's is now open late. It is. Uh, but Taco Bell is just one of those, like, it's 1 a.m., it's 2 a.m. It's fourth meal, bro. It is fourth meal. <laughs> and, you know, we, we drink whilst talking. Don't tell my parents. We imbibe whilst conversing. And speaking of which, Jordan, what are we drinking tonight? So, typically, we like to choose a beer. Uh, with, a, with a name that has to do with the topic at hand. Correct. However, tonight's a little different. See, tonight, we're talking about consequences. Heavy. With that being said, we decided to go a little bit outside of the box. So what are we drinking? We're drinking tequila. Tequila. And we thought it'd be fun to come up with our own slogans. <laughs> what do you got, Jordan? I'm so excited to hear tequila. this. Tequila. The nectar of sorority girls and 45-year-old divorcees. <laughs> ah, tequila. Turning Bloody Marys into bloody noses at brunch since 1983. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tequila. The drink of disorder from south of the border. <laughs> that wins. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ah, tequila. Juan Collins is my name. That's all I got. <laughs> That's literally all I wrote. I wrote Juan That's Collins. That's like half a slogan. <laughs> Ellipsis at the end. Juan Collins. Because a Tom Collins is uh, is Jin? Jin. Jin. Yeah. And so a Juan Collins. Is that an act? That's probably true. I don't care because it is now. It is now. Juan Collins. We made it a Juan thing. Juan uh, Fun fact. As I was walking out of my domicile, Sarah, my wife, I was walking out and she said, what's your guys' topic tonight? And I said consequences and she said oh (laughs) (laughs) she felt for us yeah so tonight we're talking about consequences and tequila is one of those things that is synonymous with consequences consequences i think it's got to be the the liquor that everyone (laughs) has a story about right tequila and stories go hand (laughs) in hand jj abrams loves his tequila. That boy loves story. And it's got to be, I, I, I honestly, I love tequila. It's one of my favorite liquors right behind bourbon and whiskey in general. I, I will always take tequila. I drink it all summer long. I love it. Yeah. I do not have a bad tequila story. Granted, I didn't start drinking tequila until late because I was terrified of it. I mean, it has, it does have a stigma. It, it has a stigma. Does. Like, it's so funny because, you know, the, the the beer sneaks up on you. It's just kind of like you can you can chill out. Wine puts, oh, for me personally, it puts me to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then, like some of the the angry liquors, it is it's an angry, it's an it's an angry liquor, an angry lover, uh, bent on hell bent on revenge. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is, right? Is it's that got an not attitude? To- <laughs> it does. Its collar is permanently ironed into the flip up position. <laughs> It has an agenda when you're drinking it. That's what this drink does. It just points at you, but you can't tell if it's looking at you because its sunglasses are so dark. <laughs> me? Me? The guy behind me? No, me. Me? me? No, me. Oh, me. God. No. Oh, no. I'll have another. <laughs> One more for me, please. One more Juan Collins. One Juan Collins oh, for I me. I do love tequila, though. I will. I, ha- I Maybe tonight's Maybe tonight's the night that I have a tequila story. Oh. Wow, I'll we'll never know. We'd get it on tape? No. Are you? Uh, can we have another? Have, can we have another? <laughs> One more. One more for my friend here. Una mas. One <laughs> gallons. Por favor. <laughs> I hope that's a real drink. I'm sure it is. It's got to be somewhere, right? <laughs> it has to be. That's it's, what we should be drinking right now. We should have made that ourselves. A Juan Collins. But anyway, tequila's not the topic at hand, right? Or should it be? Maybe it should be. <laughs> Maybe we're going to change it right now. <laughs> No, but we're talking consequences. And for those of you who are brand new to the show, welcome. Grab a seat. Grab yourself a Juan Collins. <laughs> the first thing we do after talking about the beverage of choice is take our topic and discuss what it was like when we were churrens, when we were little kids. Yes. We adults. <laughs> we adults. We. Small grown we. people. <laughs> what was it like? Pre-grown ups. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah consequences um I, i'll speak i'll speak to that a little bit yeah uh so it. i was i was terrified of the of punishment i was terrified of i think like, most people were i don't know there was ricky in third grade why was it always ricky <laughs> it was always ricky or randy no no randy was the kid who had this who had like pet snakes all the time ricky when you had ricky bring, yeah. bring something for show and tell this is my pet snake <laughs> what how do you have a snake <laughs> and my name is ricky for those of you who don't remember he found it while shooting tin cans off his mustang out in the field i was throwing empty bud light bottles off of <laughs> off of my patio and uh and i found i found victor here god he's wearing a flannel shirt with the sleeves torn off. Oh, his mullet was incredible. God, it's amazing. His mullet was glorious. He had a flat top. It was the 90s, so he had a flat top mullet, right? <laughs> and somehow he had a tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a but, prison tattoo. Yeah. Like the ones you get like with a, with a pen. <laughs> and it's like a lighter. Right? I don't would, know how they do it. But like the ink would like seep into his pores when the teacher would look at him so she couldn't see it. And then he would <laughs> like mutant force it out. <laughs> He's an X-Man with the worst power. <laughs> I'll save you. Ricky, damn it. <laughs> Just the heart tattoo with the yeah. mom ribbon yeah. comes back in. What is that going to do? This kid drowned. <laughs> Jubilee is dead. <laughs> but look at my tat. Isn't it sick? <laughs> Isn't it tight? God. That's what he would say, right? He would. Ricky did not give one single shit about consequences. <laughs> because he was like the kid who's like whose mom left uh, their family when no, he was three Ricky. and his dad is always passed out drunk probably no. on tequila in the recliner and so he could do whatever the hell he wants just juan collins all morning yep and now nowadays we look and we we empathize we sympathize empathize with with ricky the rickies of the world 
We because, both. We do both of those things. Because, you know, back then, we don't know. No, no, we sympathize because we can't empathize because we can't really relate to this I always situation. forget which is which, and I can't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I remember. It's okay. Yeah. It, I went to grad school for this. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to talk down to you like you're a child, even though we're talking about So do you like empathize we or sympathize? You with sympathize. Me. You do? Or no. I do with you. Oh, I'm so confused good, right now. Great. That's good. exactly what I wanted to do grad school. So. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know when you're living it when you're the one being picked on by ricky it's it, you can't see past the 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 punches in the face or the being stuffed in the locker which side note i never got any of those nah, things nah. um but fast forward you look back and you realize wow he had a, a real bad childhood yeah <laughs> it's not until you're well into your college years maybe yeah. later that you're like well he probably had some negative influences yeah. in his lifetime. But I think as a result of that, he just, it, Ricky or the Randys or whomever, like they didn't, they just didn't care about the consequences. Me, on the other hand, little tiny Felix Schlater, 92 pounds, <laughs> bowl cut, in tow. Like I, 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 you I, had, I was so scared. I you was, had a military man in the house. I though. was so scared all the time. Military man with a mustache. Ooh. Bro was bringing Ooh. it. Bro was bringing the heat all day. Homework, like room clean, getting along with siblings. You know, what's, what's weird is I, I was, we were never a yes sir or a yes ma'am home. We were like just shy of that. Ooh, wow. I okay. feel like if the wind had blown a little harder, we would have been a yes sir, yes ma'am home. This is this is the family where you had to compliment and welcome oh, your father. I had back to von into the trap house. my father. <laughs> welcome, father. How was work? How was work for you? And then I would dance and yeah, my little bow tie, and then my tiny short shorts. And then my brother would come in. How was work today, father? School today was great. And then we'd dance up the stairs. You have seersucker pants and suspenders. We were wearing the Donald Duck outfit with the random like bow, like the it wasn't even a bow. It was just like a like a ribbon, didn't <laughs> right. he? Have, right, and no pants. A hundred percent Donald Duck. That was it. my childhood. Just just uh, a top. And it works because he was a sailor. Just <laughs> and your dad was a navy man. It's perfect. My dad was a seaman. Get it a right. A seaman. Sorry, it's a good swimmer. So uh, you know, I I was terrified of the consequences of not doing my homework, right. of getting bad grades. Yeah. Um, and so as a result of that, I felt like I kept my nose pretty clean through school. Now, looking back, was that a result of good parenting? Fear? <laughs> Absolute fear. Just an iron fist over the Schlater home. I think so. I think like, you know, there's that there, there's that element of of fear, but you want to implement it with love. But for the most part, it's it's held down with fear i think looking back at it now i'm having all kinds of weird like you got a lot of emotions swirling around right now right? let's just let it i'm gonna lay down on that couch let it flow out <laughs> take a seat can we pull the microphone over there i'm gonna clipboard out yeah. one second hold on <laughs> just rorschach tests on on audio podcasts in my mind your father is simultaneously the most hard-ass military man and also just like a spindly little white man <laughs> who I could break over my knee. Imagine, I don't know how. Imagine a both. short uh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Okay. That's my father. Perfect. Yeah, that's him. That's all I needed. That's him. That's perfect. He's very, very small. Fit him in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, actually, tonight at dinner, we celebrated uh, Sarah's birthday tonight, which is in a few days. Uh, we went to my Happy family's birthday, house. Sarah. <laughs> we went to my family's house to celebrate. And 
from across the table, my dad said, I've uh, been, I've eliminated sweets from my diet. I've been portion controlling. He said, I've lost 25 pounds and uh, I used to be 5'7", but now I'm 5'6 and a half. <laughs> it's a weird brag. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, flexi father. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. What was he- the point of this? I have just no like idea. Stating, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to, for the next minute, I'm going to state facts about my body. I think when you get to a certain point of dadism, you yeah. just like when your kids come to visit, you just state facts. It just becomes like a dinner of facts. Your dad sounds like a magical man. He is. And a his, wonderful father. His magical pan flute. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. Um, I, I also feared consequences. Why, we, we didn't talk about what kind of consequences you faced. When I was growing up, I did get. The good old spankings. Oh, spankings were were rampant. Spankings in my were. Home. Oh yes, spankings. Those now, are the actually, things. I will. I will ask you a question. Sure. If and when you and Hannah have kids, will spankings be something that you implement, or are you like, you oh, know what? Maybe not. That is a controversial topic. It nowadays, is. It is because times are a changing. We are a spankings to, family. Are you? Yeah. Um, I would say right now, uh, we were both spankened as mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. As kids. Yeah. And uh, I will say we're not we're not like <clears throat> we're not like dishing them out like no. hey kids I'm home who's ready for a wolf <laughs> no like we, we'll threaten we'll threaten, God, threaten imagine threaten, you threaten. as a hard ass dad is hilarious <laughs> you to should me. see my wife That's beater the collection my wife beaters <laughs> like they come like pre-stained with sloppy Joe oh God yeah, yeah. no I uh, we we very much like try and make it a last resort so sorry go ahead I think that's going to be similar to what we do. Yeah. Um, but we were, Hannah and I were both spanked as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it's almost a point of pride with her. She says, I was spanked more than both of my brothers combined. And was she, she, a bad she is kid? the youngest of three. Uh-huh. And she has an, uh, two older brothers. One is eight years older, one is 10 years older. Oh, damn. And she was a little bratty kid. <laughs> and she got spanked so, so much. <laughs> And I love her to death. She is my world, and I can 100 percent see why. Okay. <laughs> so was it was it like okay? So I'll 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 say this before I ask you the question. Hit it. The 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 whooping from the from the father from yes. my dad. Yeah. It was always like threatened upon me and my brother. The buildup was always worse than right. the actual punishment. And for the most part, it was my dad who doled out the punishments when yeah, it came mine to those was the same, things. If I remember correctly, but. In the fits of tantrum and rage, when my Filipino mom... Oh, no. Oh, child. Screaming in Tagalog? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, now <laughs> sp- Spanish, Mexican moms, like, they have the ch- the chancla, the, the flip-flop, yeah. right? right? And so Filipinos are derived from this, this heritage okay. and have a lot of this, the same, same tendencies. Fire. Like, to the fact where I could hide upstairs behind the dresser, which is tucked behind a 90-degree turn in my room, and my mom could throw her <laughs> flip-flop or chanela like a like a ninja, like, Captain America's shield, <laughs> like crawl, like just ricocheting like off four angles. the conqueror. She could take it off, and she'd say, "Why didn't you clean your room?" And then I'd no, mom, and I'd run up the stairs, and it'd be like the <laughs> <laughs> bouncing off the thing, and the ching chong, ching dong, ching dong. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> okay, I'm clean right now. She has uh, two, <laughs> and she would, and she would flex that thing. The like, cartoonish ricocheting sounds oh, of like bullets yeah. bouncing oh, off walls. Gosh, yeah. Oh man, so, that's yeah. great. So like the the fit of rage that would come from my mother was 
it wasn't something that I feared until I was in the moment. Oh no! But yes, from my front, like the threatening, like you wait till you your, wait till your father gets oh, home. That worst. Oh man! And then when it was so bad, you had to wait in your room no, until your father got home. Baby child. So you're just waiting, looking at that door baby until the till the till the knob turns. You're like trying to figure out how to apologize know. to your mom. It, yeah. I remember like it does please oh god please she's like, just the judge who just sentenced you she's already she's already signed the papers so it doesn't matter what you say <laughs> the the imaginary bailiff is taking you away to your room your, your stuffed bear is the bailiff <laughs> it's Miss the- Freckles no betrayal <laughs> I remember distinctly once having gotten in trouble for something I can't remember what it was. And my mom ushered those words, well, you wait till your father gets home. And I went to my room and I put on four pairs of jeans. Oh, nice. I put on four pairs of jeans. I remember being positive that my dad was going to know that I had the jeans on. Yeah. And so then he came home and I said, hey, dad. And my mom, like, oh, she pulled them off to the side and I was like, oh, <laughs> God. Oh, no. And then she, she he, he came up to me. He's like, now, do you know what? Do you know why you're getting this punishment? And I said, because I can't remember what it was. Because I, I didn't didn't eat my vegetable. Or whatever it was. <laughs> and so then I got I got the whooping, but I didn't feel anything. And you found, but I you found the loophole. But I had to pretend. Yeah. It was a oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, I'll never do never do this again. I've learned my lesson. I have how many more? <laughs> He had to have seen. Did the- you do it? Late? That's the other thing: is do you feel uncomfortable giving your own children space? Like, if one of your daughters did that, and you knew, would you tell them? Be like, no, you take off those three pairs of jeans. <laughs> I feel like I, I would want you know. to feel it. That that feels borderline abusive. Where you're like, I need you to feel the pain. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point of the punishment? Yeah, though? but the, the fact that you're making them take off clothes to make them feel pain feels. <laughs> So much worse. Well, it feels so much worse. It's better to give punish. The, okay, so the 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 takeaway is that it's better to give punishments in the summertime when they're wearing shorts. Fair enough. Because <laughs> then you have the raw leg, right, for said punishment. I do agree that I, I'm not a. I'm a hundred percent on the fe- on, on the side that you know it's not physical abuse. You're not doing any kind of lasting harm. Yeah. You're doing it on that behind. You're doing yeah. it on the thigh. You're doing it in places that. And it, that's the thing is the the buildup is so much worse than the actual always, spanking. Always. And looking back, I wonder if it actually hurt that much. It I didn't, don't know. It didn't. We we always made it worse in our heads. Right. And one of the things we do now, when when my kids know that they're getting a, getting a whooping, they'll plead, they'll beg, they'll be like sweethearts. Yeah. Because they know. But then when they realize like, Oh wow, we were so bad that yeah. even all of my pleading and my begging and my sweet talking, like none of it, none of it works. But what we what I always try and do, what we always try and do is we we talk to them before and we we tell them like, do you know why you're getting this punishment? We try very, very hard not to make it like a rage punishment. Right. You, you can't know? you can't react. <laughs> Exactly. You can't, it can't be a punishment out of reaction. Right, right. So right. you have to, then, you know, then it's a sit down. And it's like, do you know why you're getting this punishment? Absolutely. And then like right after, it's like an immediate hug. Yeah, I love you. Yep. Ugh. I still and love you. Even though you do this, I love you. But this, you know, it's the hardest thing. As, like, you know, as a kid, you're getting it like, oh my gosh, this sucks. As a parent, 
doling it out despite the I'll never do it again. Like, I know you won't. <laughs> you just wait. You just wait your turn. So as a, as a father, you were doling out this punishment. Is this the the I'm just curious personally. Mm-hmm. Is the the way that you're giving out this whipping, yeah, is it any worse than anything that they're doing out there getting hurt, coming back crying to you? Is it hard? Are Not you, okay. Be, so slaps. Uh, my my kids are 6 and 4. And now I've, Do I've you have like this level where I've you know. Learned. So I've learned. I've you have learned. a threshold. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first time I gave Lucy, our oldest, a spanking. Yeah. She, she was uh, she's six now, and I can't remember how old she was, but I remember like trying to reason with her and tell her like and threatening her with like you know if you don't do this you're gonna get a punishment. But then I remember like when when Sarah and I re- came to the realization of oh we have to do a lot of punishment. I remember like going into my room and on my leg practicing how hard I had to slap. Gosh, man. Because I had no idea. I had no idea. And like someone could be listening to this thinking like, you're a terrible person. I'm sure there are. And that, you know what? I remember even before we had kids, Sarah asked like, okay, so if we ever have kids, are you the type of person who would dole out punishment via like a physical and i said i i think i would mainly because that's how i was raised but never reactive right and so i so to answer your question um i i kind of know now what what that threshold is right but you've had years under your belt yeah but the first time i was like i don't how hard am i supposed to do i'm getting anxious thinking about this I've never thought about the situation where I'm just waiting <laughs> yeah. for my kid who is waiting for that yeah. punishment. Not only that, but she's never had that experience yet. Yeah. And so she doesn't know what's happening. She I doesn't like that know. you're just like, you guys are just... having a girl? Is Hannah pregnant? What are you telling me? <laughs> oh my God. I have to call so many people. Sarah, wake up. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, that is something that we're planning on eventually. Right. And yes, we, we are both on the same page that... If kids kids are so young to a point, a lot of times only a physical consequence is something that they will remember. Right. And once they get to a certain age, absolutely not. You like start the, taking stuff you start away, taking and away. then it destroys them as people. Right, right. <laughs> once things have value in their life, yeah, then you can absolutely revoke those things. Right. But I don't know what that's going to be like. Yeah. That's scary to me because I don't want to <laughs> abuse a child. That is Absolutely, the word I've worked with kids professionally right. who have been abused. That's yeah. the last thing I want, and yeah. I know that's the last thing you want. Right. So it's it is this weird. It's the first thing I think about is. when I wake up, oh, I just drink my coffee and I just pour pain into it instead of milk. Um, <laughs> have a Juan Collins. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm on the same page as you, and I think you and I have very similar kind of kind of thought trains of thought when it comes to a lot of things. And I think we were raised in very similar households. Yeah, and I can't imagine how what that looked like for our parents now. I'm like now looking back it at is, it. It is funny how talking about these, you know, talking with you who as a father, it makes me wonder. You know, if I, I if I need to sit down and just talk with my dad about this before I have kids, be like, what was this like for you? Because I think I turned out okay. Yeah. Granted, I'm broken in so many ways. But also, like, I, I think I'm a decent human being. So I, I am curious about having those conversations with my own dad. Do you yeah. th- do you think about having that conversation with your dad? I mean, I have so much like of a visceral memory of my childhood. Right. I, I Oh, I do too. I um 
I feel like I lean on that in more ways than the not, not just in like how I raise my kids, but in the the work that I do right. and how I approach life. Like I see people who are just like living life and like the life has been sucked out of them. And I think, how is that a way to live? Like would the nine-year-old version of you be okay with this? You know, Disney's The Kid really resonated with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the sad Bruce Willis is not who I wanted oh, man. to be. Spencer Breslin just he just <laughs> hit me to my he just got me to my core. <clears throat> but I just I, I think about that a lot. Like when I'm when I find that I'm enjoying life, I think like this is what the the little kid version of me envisioned what being a grown up would be. Mm. I've got my, you know, responsibilities that I have to deal with, but for the most part it's like when you're a grown up you could do whatever you want. <laughs> and so I try I try my best to implement that. And so as as a result of that too, knowing oh, I have to get my room clean. I have to get my homework done. I have to get good grades because otherwise my parents are going to be mad at me and I don't know what those punishments are well sometimes my sega is taken away right i got a whooping my friends can't come over i can't have sleepovers you know those kinds mm-hmm. of things that i want or wanted like I, I remember what that felt like as a kid right and also trying to in my head try to figure out how to reason with my parents and it never worked because i i already i you did already the thing committed the, the consequence exactly right and so now as as a grown-up as a as a father like I I I see my kids doing the same things, but I I, ha- I have this like visceral response to them, like pleading with me and saying certain things. Because you could absolutely relate. And I remember, I remember exactly what it was like. And so I try my best to explain and be like, "Look, this sucks for both of us." But God, like, and I was not, I did not have one of those dads who said the cliche. This hurts me even more than it hurts you. And I've I've tried my best not to say that. The number of times I've thought of that. Hannah has told me that her dad, who gave out the whoopings, mm. he would use a belt. And he would use this belt that had... We had the spoon. It had a branded eagle on it. And Ooh. so anytime she was going to get that spanking, that whooping, he would say, the eagle's going to fly. Oh! Whoa! Yes. That's a shirt. You know, <laughs> right? Right. And so, wow, would, you would say the eagle's going to fly? The e- eagle's going to fly. Wow. Um, and she got a lot. The eagle flew a lot around <laughs> Hannah. Okay. Um, but she wears that with a badge of honor. She does. She, oh, she said she says it to everybody. She knows. She'd she be knows. the first to buy a shirt. She would, be, the she fact would that wear that selling shirt. selling your wife a shirt, yeah, too, yeah, is no, funny no, to yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, Can that's I have what? It's $15. Yeah, it's 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's 15. Glad we already have a price. We already have a price in mind, not even questioning it. Oh, wait, you're in London? That's a different number. It's that weird symbol, and she, then like twenty two. <laughs> she does have a great story that um, her dad only gave out spankings to her because earlier her the middle brother, her mom, w- decided to dole out the punishment herself oh. while dad was at work. Oh, and uh, her middle brother, who is eight years older than she is, as, uh-huh. she, as I said, um, he started laughing while his no, mom was spanking him. No. And um, he got, he, the eagle flew <laughs> and and swooped down. He's in space, baby. <laughs> just, just. Uh, it's in other, it's on other planets. Just the Red Bull dive <laughs> from the stratosphere. <laughs> that dude's name was Felix. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, he got the whooping of his life that day after dad got home. Uh, it found uh, oh. life, life on other, <laughs> other civilizations. Absolutely. Wow. I, I did learn that early on. Yep. If it doesn't hurt, yet he's still going, 
Don't say that. No, don't show your hand. This is not a this no. is not a time for pride, children. That's when you bluff, son. <laughs> oh, that was the worst one ever. Please stop. I'm calling Child Protective Services. I've learned all the just lessons. Just start yelling the yeah. phone number for just memorize CPS number. Eight six seven five three zero nine. I don't think that's the. That's number. not it. I don't, I don't think that's one. quite no. it. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I don't know the visceral response that I has had as a kid that I, I implement now with my children. I get it. Yeah. I it sucks for everyone. I try and let them know that, but also let them know like, you know what, what you did, it it garners consequences. Yep, and they don't understand that. Like I don't know what that means. I, I did Moana. Once I got into later elementary school, I just remembered this. My dad did this cruel thing. Now, this sounds like I'm going to go into some weird abusive path. I'm not going to. It's worse than that. <clears throat> I would do something, and I realized I deserved a punishment. And uh. my my father's a psychologist. And he would say, what do you think your punishment oh, should be? Oh, no. That's the weird Machiavellian. Oh, man. Like, it was cruel. That's brilliant. It was It was the <laughs> worst. What did you say? And because I love, I lo- look at me, look at me in my eyes. I love video games so much. I should have to play. I said, all. I said, look, I think I should, I should be restricted from television. I will not listen to music. I will not see my friends. But you didn't say video games. <laughs> damn it! I need my video games. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I just, I just omitted video games from it. And sometimes it worked. And you, most you of the tried time to it didn't. Pull your psychologist father, and I did. it worked occasionally. <gasps> man, I need I need my Super Mario All Stars. Man, <laughs> I need my Super Mario Kart. I have found out that if you put Sonic the Hedgehog on top of the flip no, no, that was Sega Genesis. We didn't. Ha- we didn't. On we didn't, top we didn't. of the flip top Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, <laughs> it makes a new game, which is pinball related which is infuriating <laughs> and i hate it and i never want to play it again i never want to see it i never want to hear the words sonic and knuckles in the same sentence and to play it again would be death would be ultimate death for me and my offspring therefore <laughs> ergo i postulate ipso facto <laughs> dare i say a new consequence <laughs> To banish me to my room for the weekend and play Sonic and Knuckles with Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on top for the entirety of the end of week would be punishment fit for a beggar who stole from the king himself. And he just looks at you. Oh, so and then, and then, then. And then he and then he's yeah, he walks over and just pulls the cable out of the wall from the second Genesis. <laughs> And just throws it out the window. And he just pulls an actual eagle out of his closet. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. A, it's a bald eagle. <laughs> Straps you. Ties it to your ankle. <laughs> Fly, Simba. <laughs> flies. Marute. And then it flies away. <laughs> oh, wow. What an elaborate consequence. <clears throat> and what did how, you do to deserve that? That's how I ended up here. 
It makes sense. I just flew around the world for it makes 30 sense. years yeah. and then landed. Like a slow Superman. I landed here in this chair in front of this microphone to record this podcast. I'm so glad you came. You know? Thanks. I haven't seen my parents in 28 years. <laughs> I've been journeying around the, around the earth. And you know what? You're a better man for it. Uh, so real quick, before we jump into the next segment, I want to ask about schooling. Yeah. And the, the, the feared consequences or the zero fear of consequences of grades, of teachers, yeah. of things like that. Because yeah, that yeah. was a, that was like a whole different realm of like, yeah, I'm obeying my parents. <gasps> I need to obey my my teachers. Or like, I'm scared of my parents, but I'm I'm going to do whatever I want around my teachers. Like there was that very different dynamic. Right. I, I had a very high anxiety when it came to grades and more than your more than oh, your parents. I, just it was different yeah it was different yeah um i think i was disobeying with my parents was you know if i did if i broke something if i was being too rambunctious with friends if i you know we were playing wiffle ball and you, you crack a window like that's a different consequence than you come back and with a you know a, a bad behavior report from school or you come back with a a grade that's lower than what you expected or what they expected <clears throat> yeah um isn't that weird isn't that weird that that like the idea of like maybe possibly directly disobeying your parents of come home when the streetlights come on. Like you we would flex that a little bit. You'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. Versus like getting a bad grade on a math test and having to bring that home to your parents. What was that? I never received any kind of specific punishment for a bad grade. Now I But it, it was just in your It was head. a psychological response. <laughs> I mean I'm I got I was in a student, an AB student. I brought I brought back a couple C's, a few C's, and I always got the talking to. You know, it was like they, what could you have done better? It was or just, Sonic the Hedgehog. It was uh, Sonic and Knuckles. I need Sonic and Knuckles. If I had Knuckles, clearly that's I would be passing I, geometry. But it was it was the very um, I I never I don't think I ever got a direct consequence from having a grade that was lower than that was expected. I don't think I did either. It was I was terrified. I was of so it. scared. I I literally I forged report cards. What? Tell I, me. I think tell I, me. I, I tell think me I more. only did it once or twice in high school. Were you a Photoshop wizard? I was. <gasps> I whizzed. I whizzed you my whizzed report on the cards Photoshop. all over you the show. You whizzed on the report card through the yep. lens of Photoshop. I, wow. Yep, I whizzed on the PS. What's even better Adobe. about this is that your parents have listened to episodes of this podcast. They they have. I don't. What are they going to do now? They're going to ground you oh and we're not going to be able to record next oh, no. week. Oh, Dude, no. We got a trip coming up. <laughs> we got... <laughs> I did. I printed out. I because uh, it was the report cards in high school were mailed home, oh, yeah. and so and it was an eight and a half by eleven, and the idiots didn't put Dumb, watermarks. Dummies, <laughs> just dummies, right? And so I printed just printed on hundred I just tippity typed it, and and I I I oh. stressed over the font. I couldn't find the exact font. Oh, I was like, oh, no. they're gonna know. They're gonna How? know. But they, of course, why would they know? Why would they question? And I just this did. isn't Garamond. No. Jordan, get in here. What do you mean? This is Georgia. We are a Times New Roman family. What do you think? We're idiots? Me and Carol work hard, Jordan. We saw you use papyrus. So we're putting you in a special we're putting you whoa, in a special whoa, school. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. He's comic sansing your Photoshop report card. I got A's. We're putting you. 
your college savings. We're going on a cruise. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, mother yeah. and I are going to, you're not going to need it. We're turning your room into a gym. <laughs> That's all there is to it. But yeah. I still live here. Yep. So yeah, I, I forged it. They didn't, they were, wow. if they were the wiser, they did not say anything. I will say that I'd never forged my own report cards, but I forged report cards for friends. Because I was a Photoshop, I was a, I was a report card, now, a were Photoshop you a, guru. I can't say Photoshop. Were you I was a, a Photoshop guru fairly young. And so that there were kids who were like, oh, hey, bro. Like kids that I normally wouldn't hang out with. Now, were you a bro and you just did it because you want to be liked by people? Or were you the guy who was like, give me a little, give oh, me a little I made something, scratch. something. I, I made scratch. Give a scratch on that. I made some scratch. Oh, did you? Baby okay. girl, I made scratch. Okay. In ninth, 10th, okay. and 11th grade. I made scratch for kids. How much were you charging for report cards? It's like thirty bucks. Thirty dollars. I was making thirty bones. Thirty As bones. As a fourteen-year-old, I was making thirty bones because in my head, that's I what thought, I made weekly washing <laughs> pots and pans at a university. In my cafeteria. head, I was like, if I if I do two report cards, I can buy a new skate deck, and I would go buy skateboards. <laughs> two report cards was a new video game, bro. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, it's like looking back at it now, I'm like, what a sleaze bag I was. Man. Like being that guy, like, hey, you, you want your report cards changed? <laughs> like, like, what? Who does that? That is how I imagine your voice. That's exactly why I was until, exactly. until, until puberty. I was like, you go to the dance with me? Why not? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, so usually this is about the time where we jump into a Twitter poll. Um, but this week, we, 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 we kind of messed up a little bit. We, we posted it not only late, but we didn't retweet it to larger audiences in any way. So we had less than a few votes on it. So we're just going <laughs> to... We know what th- this week we're just going to skip the Twitter poll together. Yeah. Because we could do what we want. There are no consequences because we're podcast. adults. We do what we want. <laughs> um, like but it. instead, we're going to jump straight into news time. Mm. It's a little unorthodox. But you know what? I don't like change. <laughs> it is a little hard to, to readjust straight <clears throat> to news time. It's all right. Let's we're going to do it. it anyway. This time for news time, we ran back to Reddit. We jumped into a little thread that asked, What's the most strangely unique punishment you ever received as a kid? Ooh. How bad was it? Ooh. So not only what was the punishment, but it's a strangely unique. Strangely unique. Like such a Reddit front-loaded question. Absolutely. This is great. Okay, Absolutely. I'm so, ready. So the first one says, I threw a ton of glitter on my brother when he was in the bathtub. <laughs> So first of all, great prank. I actually did, I did we did this to a guy in college. He was taking a shower and he, we just dumped a bag of glitter over the it was a, oh. still one of the best pranks I've ever done. In the shower. In the shower. Oh. And I remember he he no. he chased He's a me. He's serial killer now. He chased me. He was nude, covered in <laughs> glitter, soaking wet through the halls of That's our my dormitory. That's David Bowie song. <laughs> Nude, covered in glitter, chasing (laughs) him through the halls of the dormitory. (laughs) Incredible prank. Anyway, so I threw a ton of glitter on my brother when he was in the bathtub. My parents bought a giant bag of glitter and dumped it on my bed. They made me count it and would not give me my phone or laptop back until I did. Oh, my God. 
That's brilliant. Counting glitter. <laughs> that's like counting the sand on the beach. Right. That's what. That's literally what it feels like. That's. Oh man. I, that's wow. a nightmare. That is a nightmare. I, okay, so when you're finished with this, I have a, a story that I remember of, of a unique, strange, unique punishment. Go ahead. Okay. So the same person had a second one, too. So they said, uh, in Catholic school, a nun made me go out back in the convent and cut her grass with a pair of scissors. This is like one of those cliche joke punishments, right? Right. He said, my thumbs were bruised for a week and hurt for days. Mm. Just cut. Oh, my God. Was it with a ruler, too? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> to make sure it's all uniform. It's exactly three inches. <laughs> that sucks. All right. Second person says, uh, my best friend and I snuck out and walked to the nearby. Wait, sorry. That was second? Or this is third? Th- those were, it was two from the same person. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead again. All right. My best friend and I snuck out and walked to the nearby convenience store late at night in sixth grade. My father made me write a 20-page research paper on Watergate. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea why he chose the topic, but the knowledge has come in handy many times in my life. <laughs> She's in politics now, for sure. I like sure. to think like the dad was in grad school, and he had to write a 20-page paper on Watergate. He's <laughs> her paper. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad, Bethany. <laughs> All right. <Got> 86. <laughs> And finally, uh, my sisters and I would have to memorize passages from Shakespeare together. Oh. It was horrible to be fighting and then sit together for half an hour or more, memorizing and reciting until my dad returned. One one wrong word and he'd leave us for a while. That is brilliant. Probably the worst part is that it made me hate Shakespeare. I've had corporal punishment and all that, but (laughs) this stuck out. My that is brilliant. That's great, right? That is brilliant. <laughs> I have two kids, and this is brilliant. I am oh, taking no. notes. I've ruined your daughter's life. I am taking notes. <laughs> um, so speaking of punishment, I'm going to add one on to that. This right, is a story me. that I remember reading from, I think, Reddit or MJ or somewhere. But uh, the story comes from the point of view of this female runner who she admits in the story she was, you know, she's, she was overweight, and she's running, which, you know, when you're overweight and you decide – I'm going to go running, and I'm going to decide to diet. Like, kudos to More you. More power to you. Going for it. So she's she's on her run, and she's like, she said, I'm having a rough time. I'm huffing and puffing. And then this car drives by, and the back windows roll down, and this little snot-nosed 13-year-old punk yells, Hey, fatty. And then the car, like, just a few feet ahead of her, stops. The car backs up. The kid's mom is driving the car. Right. And this 13-year-old punk kid decides it's a good idea to stick his head out and and shame someone who's running, who's trying to better themselves. So what does the mom do? Makes the kid get out and run with her. Oh, no. Makes him run with her. That's so great. Amazing. And she said, I was glowing by the end of it. Like, the fact <laughs> that he had to get out and apologize right. and then run with me. Yes. That's parenting. That's great parenting. That is beautiful parenting. Because, like, if there's one thing, I do remember this, I, the sympathy, empathy thing. If there's one thing that I, I hope to impose on my children as they, they, they're 18 and, and fly off from the nest into, into their lives, it's empathy. Empathy. Absolutely. Man. Like, just more of it. Just more. Just pour that shit on. Just empathy. <laughs> 
pour that shit on. <laughs> Colon Te- empathy. Ah, ah tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to jump into what consequences are like now. Now, this is not what consequences are like when we're posing them on our children, but rather what consequences are like for ourselves as adults. Oh, yeah. And these are very different, yet very real. Very real. Very real. Very real. I'm going to throw this one out there because right now we have two very, very opposing sides of this topic. Oh. Sitting oh. on opposite sides of this table, <sighs> exercise. <laughs> Jordan Stratton, the like Greek god you, of a man who look, just got done running a marathon. I feel like you, you. I'm very flattered, but I feel like you look at me like I'm an Adonis, like I'm this Greek god of a man. <laughs> you went, you introduced yourself as Adonis, well, and then you true. corrected yourself and said Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, what did I say? Sorry, I edited all that out. Don't 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 tell them that. Don't tell them that. Um, yeah, exercise uh, is something. No, granted, exercise is something I do. It feels like exercise is a consequence of me being fat. Like that is something that you I were, do. Uh, out of you were fear. you were an overweight. Kid. I was a doughy kid. Doughy kid. Okay. Yeah, I was just I had some extra fluff. Like 19 pound kid. <laughs> yeah, we were very different on those ends of the spectrum too. Okay, and I ate a ton of junk food as a kid because I think, like you said, because I wasn't on the doughy side. So I yeah. thought, why should I worry about this? And then when metabolism decided, I think I'm good. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go travel a bit. I'm just gonna go discover myself. You know, it's been it's been 19 years. It's been a minute. Figure out what's going inside of me. I'm just. I'm You're ready. cool, right? You're cool, right? <laughs> just ready to discover who I am <laughs> as a person. It's been all Felix, Felix, Felix. Yeah. Never Felix's metabolism. Look at this guy with a beard <laughs> and the muscles around the pelvis that I don't know what they are and how to work out. But you were coming at it from a place of I know what it's like to be there. Right. I I didn't know, and so I think. As a result of that, now you have this sort of daily, weekly, whatever it is, regimen of like hourly. <laughs> <laughs> He's been working out this whole time, folks. I've just been curling nonstop. <laughs> but it's become like, I, I, from what I've read and what I've heard, the secret to a, a healthy lifestyle is you can't call it a healthy lifestyle. Like it just has to be like, I wake up, I eat breakfast. And I go to the gym and then I go to work. Like yeah. it's 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 just part of what you do. Right. It's not like a oh I have to tack that on. Right. And for so long, for me, it's always been a let me tack that on. If I can fit it in, I'm gonna go to the gym. Right. And there was a season where it was like consistent, but still in the back of my mind, it was a I'm gonna tack it on, even though it was consistent every morning at this time. It was never like a oh this is just what I do now. And it's never been that. And I think that's the the large difference between you and me. And the consequence <laughs> has been my love for double bacon cheeseburgers. You act like you're this giant just... <laughs> more! <laughs> more! <laughs> so you say this. And and that's, that's, that's sweet. Sweet of you. <laughs> um, I, I, I recently purchased four of the same pairs of jeans. Okay. Okay. And because why? Why not? 
Because they're stretchy jeans. <laughs> they are stretchy jeans, yeah. which is even more disheartening. Because the other day I put them on. And they were uncomfortable. Oh, no, they're tight. They're uncomfortable. Oh. And it also has been a minute since I've drugged my soggy ass to the gym. And so, you know, it's my own fault. It, I can't blame anyone. It's, it's my fault because, again, it's not something that I've been like, this is just what I do now. And yeah. I, I need it to be that. And it, it just never has been that right i think i think part of me wishes i could have the mindset of i only notice when my pants don't fit right i only notice when you know my you know I, my must belt, be nice i only notice when my belt loop i have to go to the the one the one yeah. belt hole that's you know larger than the one the previous one i have to you know do those things I feel like the things that I notice are so much more nuanced. And I'm so cut today. <laughs> but the next day, it's like, I feel like a fat piece of shit, <laughs> even though like nothing's changed. But it's because of this fear, this underlying discomfort with my own body, because it's stupid. And like the consequence of, because I'm gonna probably going to go and get a junior bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's after this, because it's freaking open. But you also know, you also know that you can kind of rest on the fact that at some point, like we're recording this right now on a Monday, at some point between now and the weekend, you're probably going to go to the gym, may at the bare minimum twice before then, right? Sure. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that as like a, as like a way to be like, no, look, the look gym, at you. The but gym like, for me is a, is a weekday thing. Like I right. fit it in my day. And that's exactly, that's my point. That's yes. my main point. It's not like something like that you are, you're saying like, have to fit this in. No, it's, it's like a, something that's going, it's just, going to happen. It's just as sure as I'm going to knock on wood. God forbid this creek don't rise. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Some days I feel excited about it. Some days I don't. Some days I get but you're there, there and I leave the gym. I'm like, but that was there. a terrible workout. Right. But I have to tell myself. Uh, but I went. But you're there. And I sweated a little bit, and it's fine. And Sarah, my wife, is the same way. I, I don't know how she does it. There are times where I'll hear her get out of bed, and I look at the clock, and it's 4 a.m. Yeah. Because she has a goal in mind to be a faster runner. For those of you who don't know, Sarah is a, is a distance runner, and she's she's got that goal in her head. And you know what? God bless her. Like, she's got that. She's going for it. It's 4 a.m. She says it's time to run eight miles before I go to work at 7 a.m. Like, but those I, are different consequences. Those right. are for her, her consequences are very specific. It's right. it's seconds off this time that she's looking yeah. for. For you, it's like, I want my pants to fit okay. And that's for both <laughs> I of just us. Want to fit we, in my we're clothes. not we're you and I are not looking to <sighs> shave off seconds off a specific time off anything or to up our weight to a specific, you know, right. place or to increase our muscle mass to yeah. something. We just don't want to be fat slobs when we take our shirts off of the beach. And we that's live the in only a, thing. We live in a beach town, that's which the is the only worse. thing. So it's even worse. So yeah, the consequences for me, I think the problem is that sometimes the activity at hand is louder than the consequence for me. So like, for example, oh, so I could have a second pork chop. Right. And I could eat this whole bag of sour cream and onion chips. That is that is the thing about working out. For me, it is not it is more <laughs> so about the fact that I want to eat whatever I want to eat. 
rather right. than what my figure looks like. I know right. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to have six pack abs. Mm. I'm not going to be the guy who looks like he's over there drinking three protein shakes a day. But I want to go and be able to eat Wendy's late on a Monday night after recording a podcast and not hate myself. And see, and I think that's why after we part ways, you're okay with going to go get a, a Wendy's cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. I drive by the Taco Bell on my way home, and I, I, I can't rest in the fact knowing that at some point between now and Saturday, I will have visited the gym a minimum of two days. Because I just don't. I just... <sighs> I can't. <laughs> I need to. And that's the worst part is I know the consequence of me not going. I know how I A, feel, right. B, look, and C, the know the number of years and minutes shaved off of the and back of the my thing. Life. As an adult, the consequence <laughs> is so much larger. I think that's the thing is as kids, the consequences are very acute. It's a it's very much wait till your dad gets home. That's the consequence. <laughs> and then you'll go that's to the it. gym. You have it in three hours. That's your consequence. And then it's over. Yeah. Everything's behind you. Now, it's you eat that bacon cheeseburger. That's four days off your life. How Okay, so so speaking of, of the bacon cheeseburger, sure. of the, the other night, we all as, as families went to a, a local burger place. And for whatever reason, like an idiot, I got the double, like the biggest burger there. It was taller than it was wide. <laughs> And it had bacon on it. Yeah. I say so after like, Which most people who get this burger are not taller than they are wide. Oy vey, he said to himself. <laughs> Two days after eating that burger, I felt it. Really? I felt the <laughs> hell out of that burger. I felt sluggish. I felt like it was like like imagine you took- That was the day of my marathon. Oh, I still felt it. And I was <laughs> I was drinking mimosas that morning. Yeah, you were. And I still felt it. I like imagine you took a straw that was you know what a quarter inch in diameter, and you took a pebble that was two inches in diameter, and you're trying to push that pebble through the straw. That's how my body felt after oh, no. eating that double bacon abomination. It was so good. It was so good. But as a teenager, I could eat those things, and then the next morning, run a half, like right. run a half marathon. I mean. Thank God. I, I'm 29. I turned 30 in like three months. You're so old. But I <laughs> there I have not gotten to that day where eating things has such a physical repercussion for me. The a amount physical of heartburn I have I've as never a had grown heartburn. ass adult is so bad. Is I there was that day where it was the whole weekend. I had heartburn. <laughs> and then on Monday morning we went and got coffee and I got tea. I got tea yeah, at our did. favorite coffee shop. They ground, they grind their own coffee beans right there within like I could I could throw a piece of paper into the coffee mill right there. And and you looked at me and you said, Go to the doctor. <laughs> Go to the doctor. What are you here? Like, why are you sitting in front of me with the amount of chest pain that you just described to me? Yeah. Of like, no, I don't think it's my heart. <laughs> I'm it just pretty feels sure it's like a burn. like a like lava coming out of my gut <laughs> into my mouth. It was bad. I will say it was bad. <sighs> so, all that to say, Felix needs to go to the gym once in a while. Um, but one one thing I want to talk about, consequence wise, especially in our in our stage of life, it is the num- the number whether that number is big or small of friendships or or relationships that we have now i think 
you know, we, we, we look at those things and we weigh those things a little more heavily. As, as kids, we're like, oh, well, so-and-so was my friend, but he or she's not anymore, and that's okay. But as grown-ups, but as grown-ups, we look at that and we think like, we, I think we weigh our time a little more heavily and we think, who do we want to actually spend our time with? Yeah. Ver- like, like people that maybe live out of town, people who we know online, people we know locally. And, and we look at those things and we think, who, who do we want to actually spend our time with? Who do we want to invest our time with? And the consequences of not doing those things, I think is more apparent now. And maybe, maybe this is just me and Sarah because we're in that season. We're like, well, yeah, we want to try and spend time with our kids. And so like finding time to spend with other families or couples becomes this almost like weird chess, chess game. game. Yeah. And so I want to know what that's like for you of like, yeah, we're going to, me and Hannah are going to hang out or we're going to go hang out with Sarah and Felix and then the kids are like, we don't want to hang out with the kids this weekend, which is fine because you guys have that luxury. Like, what does that look like for you versus versus me? I, I am very... And also, do you want to hang out this weekend? No, I don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's fine. It's fine. We have we have, yeah, we got plans. We got plans. We got no, I think in in recent years, I have come to terms with the fact that I I do not need to be friends with everybody. Right. Um, we have a mutual friend who um, I'm not going to say his name, but I will say that he recently had a sneeze attack while mowing his lawn, which you just talked about before this podcast. Um, and he, we were talking, and he just says, "No new friends." Wow, that's the motto. No new friends. Wow, for him, like he's he's wait, he's. Wait, at, wait, wait. How old is he compared to you? Is he the same age? He's I'm a couple old? years older than I am. Okay, so he's right in between you and me, and yeah. his motto is no new no friend. new friends. Like he's he's at capacity with friends. What? That's his, now that was that was probably a year and a half ago that he I haven't heard him say it recently, but that was his thing. He was like, I'm done with friends. Like I've got he's, I've got the people I need. Granted, he grew up in this area. Yeah. So he's still living where in the general vicinity within like a three hour radius of where he's grown up. Um, Whereas like Hannah and I, we we are we are both. I am 10 hours from where I grew up. She is 11, 12 hours from where she grew up. So after we got married, this is completely new territory, which makes it very difficult to to put down those roots. But he is in this area where he is. They have put down roots. They know their people. They knew who the, you know who is not their people. No new friends. Now, I I see that part of me reveres that. Part of me is like <laughs> I respect that man. Like I I love it. Like you were you were complete as a person. You don't need other people. You know you you every in every aspect of your life. You're like I don't need other human beings to make me feel good about I myself. Yes, good for you. I guess. But there's part of me that that sees that and I feel the same way. Like I don't need people to complete me in the same way. Like I, I'm, I, I am always open to new people who are open to doing fun things, to hanging out, to just, you know, but I, I, I am very quick to recognize when I meet someone new, I'm like, they're not for me. <laughs> they're not for me. And that's okay. Like, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be a, a, a terrible person just interacting with them, but I'm not going to call them on the weekend when what I have nothing was, to do. What was that gauge like when the very, very first time you and I, that, that was a buffer of a third friend? There was. What was that? Uh, instantly, was instantly knew there was something there. <laughs> Same. There was, there you're was here chemistry. To, you're hearing it here first, folks. Yeah. You're hearing it for first, the, 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 that spark of a first date. <laughs> Just sitting there. Yeah, I remember. I remember saying that text like, 
Hey, do you want to maybe grab a, grab a drink and maybe talk about like some sketch comedy? And then you were late picking your wife up from the airport. I was because we were talking about sketch comedy in a bar. Yeah. We were so, we're so cute. Just origin we're stories. Just adorable. Just origin stories. Yeah. I mean, it's very quickly when I can tell whether I'm going to be, that person's going to be in my circle or not. It's it's like, okay. So and that's as, okay. So uh, Sarah and I were, were observing this the other day at the at the park. So a six and a four-year-old, right? My kids, right. park. And then a kid, maybe like the age of four to maybe nine. You don't know. You don't. You just have no idea. They're children. Hormones. Children. You have no idea. So <laughs> they're, they're hanging out. They're on the swings. And then one of the kids comes over, and they're wearing a blue shirt. And then Sylvia, our four-year-old, is, is your shirt blue? Yep. You want to hang out? Okay. And then, I guess we're best friends. And then they hang out for like right. two hours. Right. Like that's the only criteria. And then nowadays it's so it's so different, right? That criteria, and I don't know. I I, I, it's, I it is this weird thing about when when is the point when awkwardness comes into relationships? Because I think that's when it when it. No, you're right. It's the deciding factor <laughs> because it's when you see something they're like, oh, I don't connect with that. Ooh. Whereas before it's like when you're a kid, you're like, okay. oh, you don't like Power Rangers? Well, what do you like? <laughs> oh, swings? You Let's like swings? Go. We both love swings and the color blue. Right. That's all it takes. To Isn't be a that friend. weird that you it get is to weird. a point where one thing becomes this glaring thing? Right. That you can't look past that one thing. That's so funny. But it has to do, it's like consequences. It's, yeah. it's you know more about the world. You know you yeah. have a bigger, you have a larger scope of everything that's happening around you. And as an adult, when it comes to to friendships, relationships, like it's <laughs> no new friends. I want a shirt that says no new friends. I want a shirt that says no new friends <laughs> that I can wear in public, in public, like in public where other people are. Yeah. And then <laughs> someone tries to be like, hey, man, and just point at your yeah. shirt. Hey, what's your shirt mean? And then just don't answer and turn just and then stare at him and take your foot. No, don't even. <laughs> Just take your phone out and start listening to a podcast without headphones on, <laughs> while not breaking eye contact. <laughs> you just, you just, you find the audio recording of Alan Rickman reading the phone book, <laughs> and then you just pull it out. Aaron Alvarez, rest in peace. Oh, we miss you every single day. Oh man. Also, Aaron Alvarez is a guy who creates <laughs> comics for us. And he's great. So hey, if you, Aaron. If you guys like want to look work. him up, he's amazing. Your work is great. So yeah, now nowadays it seems like consequences are, are are very at least for for the two of us. They're very first and foremost health focused. But then the idea of that of of the the consequence being relationship focused, social specifically. So right. it's health, social. There's there's consequences are very much yeah. segmented in different areas. And I think it's because we we look at our time so much more as an asset now. Right, right, right. Because we see it like as kids, you're time bajillionaires. You're like, right. I, I, it's... You don't know what time is as a kid. <laughs> it's 10 a.m.? You don't know what it is. It's only 10 a.m.? An hour is a century it's to a so child. It's so long. It's so long. And then nowadays, it's like, it's, it's already 10. Like, I, I can't talk to you right now, Mom. Right. 
I'm three things behind <laughs> of what all the things I had today. Got three more things behind. Stuff to do. I've got more stuff to implement into my hours of the day. <laughs> <sighs> it, it's such a weird juggling balancing act. I just I don't like it. <laughs> I want to go back to the mindset of like swings. But you, you know, like swing sets? That's the thing. It's 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 more responsibility. Yeah. You know so much more. Nothing's changed. You just have more knowledge. Yeah. So it, it comes down to the issue of is ignorance bliss? Just because you know less and you have less responsibility, does that make it better? Is yeah. are consequences less impactful? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. I guess we I guess we're done. <laughs> All right. Do you do you have anything else to add into I mean I know we're at the end but like, I think that wraps it up pretty well. It's just yeah. the, just the scope of everything as an adult as with most things is just larger. Yeah. And so consequences with as ambiguous and abstract as that is as a yeah. topic that's that's all it is it, it's it, they haven't changed we just know so much more and so many things affect us or, or at least we allow things to affect us yeah because of our depression bricks that we call our phones you know we're, we're tapped in the, the 24-hour news cycle non-stop you know we're we're always being fed things and so we know so much more and so we at least at the very least we we process more consequences whether they're true or not yeah no, I agree. I agree. Which, especially for me, is is a huge detriment to my to my life. <laughs> <laughs> no new friends. No new friends. No new friends. Just stop with friends, man. Uh, and I, I, what what sucks the most is that it's not only that I know that I'm experiencing it, is that I know that I should be like moving out of that of that like circle of like this is what's affecting me. Here's what I need to do to change. But I'm good here. <laughs> it's I, the comfortability. I, yeah. I know that I should be exercising tomorrow, but I'll open this second bag of chips. <laughs> and and then that's me. And I and I own it's only a few days after that I regret the consequence of those actions mm-hmm. when I think like, what was I thinking? Like why? That's a good point. So as an adult, what is the thing that's gonna be the catalyst? Yeah. The thing that pushes you over to be like, no, I'm yeah. I need to be better. Yeah. I, I I wish I knew the answer to that. I mean, you have. We'll get there. You have the the shame. Sort of, shame. That's you, what did it for me. Absolute shame. You have the childhood. <laughs> I was gonna word it a little, a little kinder. A oh, little I hate kinder. myself. That's what it is. You I have, don't like who I am as a human being. You had the childhood experience <laughs> of knowing what it's like to to be in that space yeah. of of. Whatever it is, what the 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 body, the body image, the the mental, whatever it is, you were you were there for enough of a season to realize like, nope, don't want to exist there. So then that was enough to to kick you into gear to be like, I'm gonna eat this bag of chips, but then tomorrow I'm going to the gym, and the next day I'm going to the gym, and the next day I'm going to the gym. Whereas me, it's like, I'm gonna eat this bag of chips. Sega, and then <laughs> that, that. I feel like there's also a part of me that respects that more because part of me feels so shackled uh, to the idea that this matters. I I don't like that part of me. Yeah, I don't like that I have to go to the gym all the time because like part of me is like, yeah, you're healthy enough. Three days a week would do it, but I feel like I have to do five days. But here's the here's the other weird thing to that. So like, yeah, you're looking at it and thinking like, okay. 
yes, maybe maybe the 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 metric is health, and then maybe a couple ticks above that is like okay. We live in a beach town. I, I I look good during beach season. No, absolutely nothing wrong with that. For me, with my genetics, it's absolutely one thousand percent a. Am I gonna Am I gonna die in a few years? Like, yeah. and and I, I I look at that and think like, why haven't I gotten my ass into gear? Because I know for a fact my grandfather passed away because of the fact that he wasn't in shape and he ate bacon every single day and mm. he had heart failures and it's rampant on my side of the family. And I'm looking at it thinking like I go into these spurts and I know the consequences of not going into the, the, the uh, everyday sort of regimen of exercise right, and right. eating well. And for whatever reason, there's a part of me that's like, I think I'm just going to eat like garbage today. <laughs> And but then there's no there's no seesaw to it, and so I don't know. Like, I, I this under- is it, and you just binge. It's yeah. like an alcoholic going back. It's bad, falling and off I, the wagon. And may I don't know if it's worse that I see it and don't do anything about it, and maybe occasionally do something about it, or if it's worse that uh, that you just straight up don't do anything about it. Maybe maybe the the former. <laughs> it's probably the former. <laughs> when you see the good that should be done and you don't. Yeah. Maybe I I, I think you know what? I already know the answer. Neither are good. Don't tweet it. I already good. know the answer to that. I already know the answer. All right. So now is the time of the show. Where we have to come to a conclusion. We have to decide whether the topic at hand was better as little children's or as fully grown man people known as adults. <laughs> I'm just going to start referring to myself as a man people. <laughs> I'm a man people. So yeah, so consequences, very different experiences. I don't know who went first last, do you know? So you went first last time. Okay. Left it in our notes. I am going to go first this time. All right, hit it. I um I will I will say knowing how much as an adult that I that I put things off, that I procrastinate, that I say I'm going to do things tomorrow, I will say that consequences were better as a kid. Because the consequences that I feared as a kid pushed and shaped me into the teenager and eventual young adult and then now adult that I am. Now, I'm not without my flaws. I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and and preach and proclaim that I'm this perfect human being. Uh, I am. What? I am. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, but... Um, the the things that I may have hated as a kid that were imposed on me, whether they be teacher consequences, parental consequences, whatever they might be, they they all pushed me into a direction that now caused me to have the convictions that I have today, which I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for. Sometimes those convictions uh, will look at things and think, I should probably go on a run or I should probably go to the gym or maybe do a sit up every now and then, or maybe not eat so many hot dogs or whatever, <laughs> whatever that might be. Okay. Kobayashi. Uh, 
but those convictions are there. And I, I, to me, I feel like they're a, de- a direct result of the things that happened to me as a kid. But also on the flip side of that, the things that I try and pursue as an adult now creatively in my career, uh, as a family man, those kinds of things, again, I think direct and immediate results uh, of the the consequences that I feared as a kid. And now I'm trying to impose some of those things on, on my children. Fair enough. Yeah. I went into this premeditatively saying, whatever oh. you say, I'm going to disagree with you. All right. I like it. Because this is one of those I could 100% go either way. Yeah. I can see the argument for either side. I think I, I agree with you. I think the consequences I face, the punishments that my parents doled out, they absolutely shaped who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I think it, it showed that things that I do wrong, there, there are reasons why those are wrong. Yeah. Um, as an adult, however, I see those things firsthand the consequences that i face now are mostly self-imposed um so because of that um i have a direct influence on what that looks like whether that's because i i stay up too late you know the wife's out of town so i have the bachelor pad for the weekend (laughs) so i decide to stay up and watch youtube videos till 4 a.m while drinking bourbon and smoking cigars that sounds amazing it sounds great but you wake up at 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 11 o'clock you know then on a saturday and your head is just beating you with a sledgehammer from the inside that's not a great decision but i brought that on myself and I, you know, I, I can decide whether or not to do that again, knowing that's the consequence. Yeah. No one's, no one's sitting there telling me, judging me, saying that you shouldn't have done that. I'm, yeah. I'm saying that to myself or I'm allowing myself to say that to myself. Right. Um, but it, it's still, it's mostly myself. I'm the master of my own destiny, man. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Now, yeah, As an adult, right. I, I, even though the scope and my understanding of the world is so much larger <laughs> Even though that is the case, I am still, for the most part, a free man. Yeah. I know what's going to happen to me. (laughs) And I am willingly walking into that fire. (laughs) Therefore. Ergo. Ergo. Ipso facto. Consequences are better as adults. There you go. I love it. (laughs) I love it. They say that in show business... The the ratio to make it is that 50% of the people have to love you and 50% of the people have to hate you. And if that's the case, 100% <laughs> of the people love us. They love hate us. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too.